Hello. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your fucking bowl and drift away. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hi, 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 Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today? I uh, just getting lost in rock and roll. Uh, it, it, you know, for the soul soothing aspects of it and whatnot. Uh, but uh, yourself? How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. It's uh, a mere 10 days until uh, vaccine appointments are available to me, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that in 10 days I'll be able to get a vaccine. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I- I'm still pretty excited that that happens in, in 10 days, and uh, I'm hopeful. Um I, it, it's interesting, Missouri emailed me that, I should be clear, in St. Joseph, Missouri, there is a hospital network called Mosaic. It used to be called Heartland when I was a kid, um, and I briefly moved back to St. Joseph after moving away for college uh, before moving to California, and during my time there, my, um, you know, I signed up for Mosaic, and so about, oh, I don't know... Uh, Three or four weeks ago, Mosaic emailed me and were like, hey, you can come in and get your vaccine now if you'd like. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I bet I could in Missouri because mm. uh, I, I have a feeling a lot of people are not not uh, getting their vaccine. Unlike here where everybody's just gobbling them up. Yeah, it uh, seemed to be uh, strangely partisan uh, for very bad and stupid and predictable reasons, but uh, you know that's that's the way the world works. Even in California, even in a uh, liberal left coast California, there are uh, more conservative areas. I don't know if you saw, but there is a, a big to do that uh, uh, Bakersfield um, has a distribution site, and they were not able to fill all of their appointments. So then word got out, and they were just taking walk-ins, um, and so people were driving from L.A. to go to Bakersfield to walk in and uh, get that on their website. They changed it to say, please don't do that. Please make an appointment. Uh, but uh, <laughs> how far uh, away is Bakersfield from LA? Um, I think it is a three hour trip. Uh, if oh you were to word. go, uh, but uh, it is uh, oddly enough. I drove th- through Bakersfield uh, not too long ago, but um, uh, yeah, they, they, they are uh, having trouble. uh uh, they were having trouble with the supply that they have for the amount of demand that they have because uh, the area around Bakersfield is uh, quite conservative um, and uh, is is uh, distrustful of the vaccine. Uh, that, you know, um, I'm not <laughs> surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, you were recently up in, up in my neck of the woods. Things were feeling a little crowded, what with two sheriffs in town which this town ain't big enough for mm-hmm. <laughs> well actually i wasn't ever in petaluma i drove through petaluma so uh it doesn't count i was not uh was not a sheriff there except for my period in the car in which time it was there were two sheriffs but there were there were briefly two sheriffs and i felt it in my bones but uh it only lasted briefly yeah. um were you were you on the hunt for vaccines or were you just uh, <laughs> yes. on the hunt for French bread? Yeah, I'm cursed to go from town to town looking for <laughs> vaccines and French bread. Uh, no, it was a, a 
Jason had uh, his birthday recently and uh, he wanted to not be inside of uh, the house doing uh, local things. He wanted to uh, celebrate the openness of California. Um, So we went to Yosemite National Park uh, where I slipped and fell down and saw an EMT. (laughs) No way. What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What happened? Well, snow happened um and then the snow seems to have melted in the sunlight and then refroze as ice um but it was the approved winter route trail uh instead of the other one that's covered in water um which we took up uh and is not the approved trail right now but uh apparently we found out from the rangers afterwards that if the gate is open for the mist trail uh that is covered in water you should definitely do that instead of the other trail because the other trail is terrible uh, and uh, the other trail is where I fell down. Uh, and uh, I'm all right-ish. Uh, um, <laughs> I just uh, I split open my left palm, um, bent back the uh, left middle finger fingernail all the way. That was... Ah! Yeah, isn't that fun to think about? Just like just saying that. Uh, there's a, a oh blood, blood blister there um, that is uh, black and hardened, um, which is... Really gross to look at, uh, <laughs> which to be is perfectly honest. the name of my novel. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have uh, just general scrapes uh, along my uh, my left side on my leg and my elbow. Um, I sort of like fell down and then slid because it was on an incline. Uh, so that was that was fun, just sort of like tumbling slide. And then Jason said, "Are you okay?" Uh, and uh, I was not. Uh, <laughs> you said, "Yeah, heavens no, no." <laughs> It was uh, it was very dangerous. Um, uh, I and uh, that was uh, fortunately our last day at Yosemite. Um, and then uh, saw the EMT and the EMT because uh, we couldn't find a ranger or anything till we went basically all the way back to the car. So I had to walk bleeding um, for a couple miles uh, and tried to rinse out the dirt from the uh, wound in my hand in the horrible, uh, gross. Uh, public bathroom sink um and then uh, so, so finally saw a ranger who's like oh i can't actually help you uh in the ranger station and they're like but i can call somebody who can help you and i'm like sure fine whatever um because i just wanted some like uh isopropyl alcohol or uh you know hydrogen peroxide or anything yeah and so anything. like a band-aid um it, it, like i wasn't you know it wasn't a situation where i was like expecting x-rays or anything but uh <laughs> But then they send an ambulance, an ambulance with two people on it, and uh, the guys Holy were very moly. nice, uh, and they're actually park rangers. Uh, and I, I was like, uh, "You guys aren't actually going to charge me for coming out here, are you?" Because I just wanted a band aid and like to have the wound cleaned. And they're like, "Oh no, no, uh, we can't actually do anything for you." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Well, you got to decline our service." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, they're like, "But we really recommend that you get it rinsed out." And I was like. Yes, what? I what? recommend that too. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. What did they come out there for then? I don't I don't know. I think they, j- just to sort of rule out uh, that I had like a compound fracture or something, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Idle curiosity. Uh, so were they, they at least able to give you stuff to do it? No, nothing. So uh, What was, in God's name? So in Yosemite, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, if you've been there, but... There's nothing around Yosemite uh, for miles and miles. Like, you have to drive, like, uh, an hour to get to any town in any direction. Um, Oh, this is terrible. And so I was like, uh, 
what do I do? Because I was like, there's no CVS or anything. Like, I'm not going to a Rite Aid or a Walgreens. Yogi Bear's CVS. <laughs> hey, boo boo, you got a boo boo. Um, no, so I uh, I was like, what do what do I do? Uh, and uh, the the EMT guys like, oh well, you know, uh, you'll just have to clean it out with some soap and water. And I was like, uh, yeah, but like. What if I wanted like hydrogen peroxide or isopropyl alcohol or bandages or something? And it's like, do you think they have it at the general store? And then he's like, yeah, they probably have something at the general store. And I was like, thank you. Oh my god! And so we went to the general store. Oh, there there was a clinic at uh, Yosemite. But uh, j- just in case anybody's like, oh, Joe, you didn't know about the clinic? I, I knew about the clinic. Uh, clinic closed at uh, uh, five o'clock and stopped accepting people at four thirty. Uh, so could not go to it uh, by by the time that we had hiked down from the trail, but uh, but yeah, so I we picked up uh, bandages and stuff, um, and then uh, drove back to the cabin we were staying at, which was outside of the park, uh, and I was just cradling my my wounded hand, uh, and then cleaned that all out um, in the cabin, which was fun, and poured I uh, poured a, a hydrogen peroxide all over everything. Um, and, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really fine. Uh, and then afterwards we, we left the, uh, the, the outdoors, the great outdoors, um, where, you know, one part of the reason you'd be there is because you would, you would have outdoor air and be away from people and, and all that. Um, but it was surprisingly the most populous, uh, national park that I had been to. Uh, Interesting. Is so I don't know if I necessarily recommend Yosemite. Um, but uh, yeah, then we went to Sonoma. Um, uh, to to sit outdoors. Uh, at reservation only. Uh, wine tasting events. Um, which was fine. Uh, it's still weird. This doesn't really make it super enjoyable, but uh. We joined two more wine clubs, so now we're in four wine clubs. <laughs> Wait, okay, what does it mean to join a wine club? Is it like secret handshake or? Uh, well, the wine club is, uh, you're basically signing up to get a certain number of bottles um, per, uh, usually it's by quarter, um, or sometimes they'll do it twice a year. Uh, or there was, in the case of one place we went to, uh, they actually had a monthly subscription. And I was like, there's... Like how? How do you even uh, do that? But uh, you know, I guess there's somebody. Uh, but there's there is a, a certain number of bottles that you sign up for, and you can either do something where it's pre-selected for you, or you can uh, select the bottles yourself. Basically, there's like an online thing where you can tell them which ones you want, um, and then those get shipped to you, uh, and either your wine club includes the shipping or it doesn't. Uh, and usually they'll have like different tiers. Um, try to like upsell you into a, a certain tier that includes uh, shipping and stuff. The crimson tier, the ruby tier. I'm trying to think of other red colors. Yeah. Uh, not the chartreuse tier. That's that's <laughs> a green color. Yeah, but so you're you're basically guaranteeing the wine uh distributor or what sorry, the wine uh company that you you are go- your winery, you're going to buy a certain number of bottles and with your discount that you get on a certain number of bottles, you'll be spending about this much money. And uh, sometimes they'll have new releases or library releases that are only available to members um, that they'll either offer or, you know, pre-select to put into uh, the thing. Um, it's not necessarily a bad deal if you like the wines from the place. It is 
a bad deal if you would like to try other wines because mm -hmm. then you're inundated with the wines from the wine clubs all the time. So yeah, you said four. This is your fourth one. Yeah, because uh, many years ago, I mean, two, three years ago, we went up to Sonoma area and uh, got a got got a got a good buzz and got uh, two wine clubs and. Uh, <laughs> Because they kind of get you where it's like, oh, well, you know, if we buy, if we're buying four bottles, then it doesn't cost that much more to buy this other bottle. And then we're in the membership thing and then we can do, you know, the stuff. And it's like, yeah, I guess. And then you do it. And then uh, it's not, it just always sounds like a better idea after you've had uh, a tasting. Um, but we. But then they pull it out of your account every year or every quarter. Yeah. And, th and then we signed up for uh, two more wine clubs uh, this time. So now we're at four total. Um, and uh, we we were at uh, our last wine tasting um, two days ago. And uh, it was the only one of that day. And I, I, and I could tell that uh, someone was doing the math at the table on like how much it would be to be in the wine club. And I said, please don't. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this one because uh, then we're just going to have too many because uh, we're going to have too many bottles of wine that are just going to be here that are going to be from those wineries and we'll just be drinking the same Pinot Noirs and Pinot uh, Chardonnays uh, all the time um, but uh, yeah it, it, it's, it's not good if you want variety I would say um, although there are uh, like wine distribution companies or other things where they offer to uh, select wines from various wineries and put them together for you. Um, I generally, oh, that's cool. I generally don't think that those are a good deal. Um, oh yeah. Uh, just because the financial incentive there is on the, you know, the middle person, uh, the, the middleman, uh, act acting as the person, uh, oh, grouping together yeah. the wines. So they, they turn their tiny profit from how they've bundled up things um and uh so i i don't generally think that those are a great value but um there are people who really like that because it gives them what they desire which is the ability to taste a variety of things uh instead of you know the same things over and over but uh you know it's each their own and uh i don't begrudge anybody although you're you're in the wine area and uh, i'm surprised you were you've not been approached uh at the many tastings that you've gone to uh during this <laughs> pandemic uh about uh joining wine clubs yeah no i've um i've not i've not been to a tasting um even in the before times because i was still getting settled in uh in the before times and then the times happened and we're still in the times so mm -hmm. um i have yet to to go to a wine tasting when my mom when i brought my mom uh down over sort of over and a little down um to visit uh we were going to go but we didn't end up doing it because my partner and my mom are not like of the three of us i'm the one who enjoys wines um, my mom makes a very hilarious face anytime she tries to drink red wine. Uh, um, and Sebastian likes some red wines, but not, it, it not, not super enthused. So I would have had to have gone to one of those places that has like gross fruit wines or something. And uh, no. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> exactly. do they both like sweet wine or is it just Sebastian that likes sweet wine? No, it's um mostly my mom that likes sweet wine. Mm. My uh my Sebastian, uh, <laughs> he will drink red wine and is okay with red wine but would prefer just white wines, which I know you can there are plenty of white wines, but I I 
I do not like white wine at all whatsoever. Hmm. And Chardonnay is okay, but almost every white wine gives me a headache. And so because of that, I, I like the taste of white wines, but I always get a headache after drinking white wine. And so I try to avoid it. And I found that you kind of want to, you kind of want to go to a place that does one of those wines very well and sort of focus on that. Um, I, I, I mean, and maybe you've had a different experience. Have you found a, because you were just talking about a Chardonnay and a Pinot Noir from the same place, right? So you found a winery that you feel does, and I know, you know, Chardonnay, despite being white is is kind of in its own category there um but is there a wine company or a winery that you feel makes both a good white and a good red of some sort because for me um one of my favorite whites it's a new zealand company uh kim crossart yeah, not incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um, but I really like that that was back back in the day, um, when my partner at the time, he was a, a uh not a server, but a an event planner and stuff. And so he would always bring home um unopened bottles that weren't used at whatever event. And um I tried the Kim Crawford and it was really good and it was enough for me to be like, you know what? I probably going to get a headache, but I really like how this tastes. Uh, but I don't like anything else that Kim Crawford does. Mm-hmm. And of the red wines that I like, I tend not to like the white wine varietals that they make. So I don't know. Do you Have you found any wineries that do both, both sides well? Yeah, I would say it, it just a lot of there are a lot of things that, you know, kind of go into like whether or not it's going to wind up being good because it's like well you know if is it, is it your palate like do you like really dry white wines um do you like uh high acid white wines do you like really uh minerally white wines do you like like you said chardonnay is kind of in a category by itself because it goes through a lot of places in California at least uh put it in uh uh new oak and uh give it that second malolactic fermentation which is what gives it that buttery quality to it um which you know is a thing uh that can be overdone um for some people but uh, other people are like give me the butter <laughs> I uh, want more butter <laughs> yeah and so you know there's whether or not something's good on that you know in that sense it's like it's kind of up to personal taste however I will say that uh, you can generally count on where the grapes are grown um, as an indicator of uh, sort of the overall general quality that you could expect out of it. Um, So if you are in uh, like Carneros in uh, the the region to the south of you um, that kind of spans uh, part of Sonoma and part of Napa. Uh, I don't know if you've been down in that area. Uh, they have a different climate than up in the Sonoma Valley, and they have a different climate than up in the middle of the Napa Valley. Um, and so you're going to get different grapes that they'll grow there that'll have different characteristics. Uh, so in like the middle of Napa Valley, you're going to find more Sauvignon Blanc in terms of the white grapes that you're going to see. Um, and you'll see, like in Carneros, uh, 
usually like uh, Chardonnay or um, uh, sometimes you'll see uh, a Sauvignon Blanc, but it generally it just doesn't get planted there because the climate's a little different because um, it's cooler. So you find the, the cool weather stuff is gets planted more often. Um, and so if a place does them both really well, then they have uh, fields where they grow both kinds of grapes um, or they buy from uh, someone else in the region uh, who, who is, has a plot of land that's on, that's somewhere good for those kind of grapes. Um, so if you are like, if you're looking at a label and it says just California or it says something like Sonoma coast, um, then it could be a lot of different grapes that went into there and you don't really know the quality of all of that. Um, but when you're at many of the wine tasting, uh, uh, like if you reserve a wine tasting and whatever and sit down and try like, there are two or three white wines and there are two or three red wines. They're going to be from different plots of land. Uh, they're going to be, they'll tell you like what kind of soil uh, is in that property, like uh, how much sun the grapes get, how hot or cold it is. If the mist burns off in the morning, whatever. Um, <laughs> so they, they will give you a little bit more information. And then over time you can sort of piece together what it is about the characteristics of the land that give the grapes that gives certain kinds of grapes a certain kind of quality to them um, that you may or may not like or gravitate, gravitate towards. Like we actually were surprised that we went to Cuvezon in uh, Carneros and uh, it was kind of like a bigger producer that, you know, has been around for a while um, and they've got a, an enormous amount of land and blah, 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 blah. And we tasted uh, their wines, and we did not care for their white wines at all. We thought that they were very high acid. Um, mm, yeah, and, and I don't like that. Yeah, and we were really surprised that their reds were also high acid, too. Um, and what? Yeah, well, that's possible with uh, certain kinds of things. Like, if you have Pinot Noir, um, it's a, a different kind of grape than Cabernet Sauvignon uh, or Zinfandel. Um uh, and the way they grow them and when they harvest them and stuff and how much residual sugar is left and all of those things, uh, it can make something seem a little imbalanced if they do it a certain way. So they characterized it as their wines being more food friendly um, because you generally, when you're looking to pair up wine with food, you want something that has a higher acid uh, to go with the food. But uh, we did not care for uh, the 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 highness of the acid in those particular cases. <laughs> Your highness. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful property. It was nice to sit outside and just look at it. Um, and there's little birds chirping and stuff. Uh, and they had a little retention pond. Um, that Jason called a lake. And I said it wasn't a lake. It was a retention <laughs> pond. But uh, but yeah, it was. It was uh, you know, it just it just depends. Um, so whenever you do, whenever we do get on the other side of the pandemic, uh, and you're vaccinated and you feel like going to try some wines, I have some places I can recommend to you, but generally all of them are going to pour you like two glasses of white and like three glasses of red, except for a couple places that like we only do reds and uh, you know, a couple places that only do whites, um, which is not that often because usually they're trying to please the palate of uh, more than one person. And right. you'll get into a situation like with you and Sebastian where someone will be like, oh, I only drink whites and uh, I only drink reds. And they'll be like, well, you can either have a tasting that you don't want to participate in at all or you can have one where you're not going to like a couple of them. Um, also, uh, what a lot of people do is they'll split tastings. Um, so you can 
uh, it's just, I think probably more common before the pandemic than it is right now. Um, where you're just like, I don't, you know, you know that certain things aren't going to be for you or you don't want to have that much of it. You may just like taste, uh, what the other person's having. Um, so you would just pay for one tasting and then split it between the two of you. And then the ones that, uh, one of you likes oh, more. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, but that was, I think, I think more common like pre pandemic when people would just be like lined up at those, uh, those bars and tasting rooms. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd have one person like walking back and forth, like topping up bottles and stuff, topping up glasses and stuff. Um, and also generally you want tiny pours. Uh, if you're at a place that has enormous pours, um, or you're at a place where, uh, they uh, don't have like a, like a food pairing or something like that to go with it. Um, they usually just kind of want to get you uh, a little yeah, pliable. toasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet well, I've been to a wine tasting in Missouri, um, and it was a you know it was a fun was experience, this... but it was you know not the same. Um, was it Missouri grapes or was it? No, yeah. I, it was yeah, it was not Missouri grapes. Um, it was just a I guess it would have would have been like a local distributor of wines or something. I'm not actually sure how that worked. Um, but it was, uh, it was fun and no, maybe it was Missouri grapes now that I think about it. Yeah. Because they had, they had, um, they had a whole vineyard. So yeah, I guess it would have been Missouri grapes. I can't think of what the place is called now. Um, actually, no, I think I just did. I think it's called St. James winery. Let's see. St. James winery. Well, that's interesting. I've never had uh, wine from Missouri before. <laughs> um, I, it's nothing to write home about. This place mostly specialized in fruit wines. And oh. So I obviously was not there to drink fruit wines and would have um, the, it's like, give me your driest red, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was... Uh, it they were it was given that fruit wines was their main thing obviously the point was to to get people pliable as you said mm-hmm. um yeah i mean sell lots of bottles fruit wines get you wasted uh and i mean talk about having a headache uh Ugh. but they, it, it's sort of the same thing in florida they have wineries uh air quotes inserted here uh where they uh specialize in either fruit wines or there are these uh you know, like table grapes, um, how they're different from like wine grapes, right? Uh, they're they're a special kind of uh, like table grapes, uh, which are like native to uh, the continent, uh, the continents of North America, um, which grow differently than the kind that are you know brought over from Europe, and uh, those ones have what is often uh, described as foxy characteristics, which is. <laughs> I've always found interesting because I don't, I don't really find that directly translatable into any sort of like useful term, but uh, that, that basically means it kind of tastes like Welch's, um, you know, oh. and uh, uh, yes, Foxy Welch's. Yeah. Foxy Welch's is my stage name. Um, but <laughs> the, yeah, it, it is, it is a, it, it is not a desirable quality for me, but uh, people, I think just, you know, they, they want something to do and they, they, they mostly want to get drunk in Florida. Um, so they, they do this. Yeah, what things. else can you do there? Yeah, get drunk, go on a boat, go back. I'm on sorry, land. I forget. I always forget you're from Florida. That uh, well, be nice. it, no, you don't have to be nice to Florida. I'm not nice to Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it, it is a it is a place. 
um, embroiled in many, you know, scandals and controversies and <laughs> full of people I don't like. Uh, so, you know, that's <laughs> just how it is. Uh, we we all have our, our feelings about Florida. Mm-hmm. But, oh, uh, you know, despite our feelings about Florida and our feelings about wine, um, we should probably talk about something else that's in the Bay Area. And <laughs> this that is, is ostensibly a tech podcast. Yeah, that is uh, theoretically, uh, maybe you listen to the Tim Cook thing. I didn't listen to it at all. Um, it, I saw people were like, maybe he'll retire. And it's like, OK, well, that was a great soundbite. I don't know. Um, Wait, OK, I did not. I, what what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Uh, this morning, um, Tim Cook. Uh, oh, see, I don't do anything on Mondays because uh, I don't work on Mondays. Huh. And so I ignore everything on Mondays. <laughs> so uh, I had no idea something happened. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. a. Uh, I mean, I can describe to you the fact that it has occurred. I haven't listened to this podcast, but, uh, but Kara Swisher, um, who you're familiar with, uh, the Swish, mm-hmm. Uh, she had a conversation, a, a podcast conversation with Tim Cook, and oh. it was teased prior to today and then released early this morning. Um, and so if you if you are hoping to get ahead of the game, I guess, for your your work days, uh, you probably have to listen to that. Um, some sound Crap. bites from it are just like, oh, well, we think AR is a thing and how great would it be if we were having this conversation and you could see charts and stuff. Uh, and it's like, uh, yes, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but, uh, charts. I love charts. Yeah. And then, uh, I think there was a question about like whether or not he sees himself at, you know, Apple in 10 years and he's, he's just probably won't be there or something. And it's just like, okay, well, yeah, I guess the odds of probability are, you know, a certain way that things will roll and shake out or whatever but uh it it, it was probably ha- it probably has some more inf- useful information in it than than just that surface level stuff um and i'm sure he really went into depth about the march event um where they released <laughs> all those new products yes uh, they, yeah where uh they just um uh, what is it they waxed ecstatic about the um the the new air tags they talked lots about those mm-hmm. the new apple yeah. tv with a completely the redesigned remote. remote and that is also a wi-fi router um and a uh, home hub um and uh handles all things in your household now uh yep, yep. That, that was also it another thing cleans your floors mm-hmm. it washes the dog yeah and it suggests wine to you <laughs> You know, I wonder, see, that would have been an interesting question. I wonder if they asked in the podcast, it's just like, what do you eat or drink that you like the taste of? Because I get the impression from him that he he's one of those, uh, like you, like uh, food as sustenance people. Uh, like, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't get the impression. Like, I, I feel like he would be like, I love the power bar that I ate for this walk. <laughs> now, like, I don't get the impression that he that he really like, uh, uh, you know, does, does, does the fancy, fancy stuff. I don't think he has yeah, like he doesn't seem cranberry shallot chutneys and thinks that they right. pair well with the dry vella jack cheese that he's having with his, you know, uh, Syrah or whatever. But as uh, far as I know, you're just making up words to me and I wouldn't know any different. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, uh, other than cranberry, I did understand that one. Oh, and chutney. I know that one. Yeah, uh, it was it was one of the things that I ate uh, with a wine um, this past week. So. Oh. I see. Yeah, it was just just something off the dome. Is chutney French? Nah, no, no, oh. no. 
but you can make it with French stuff because uh, it's basically like a relish uh, condiment thing. Um, Sacre bleu. Mm-hmm. Is that French? Yes. It means can, sacred can blue. That? <laughs> no, oh. <you> can't. <laughs> no, um, no. That I mean, was like a blue cheese, a very yeah. sacred blue cheese. Yeah, uh, sure. Can- Cambazola, which is uh, not a sacred blue cheese, but uh, something you could have, I guess, or Roquefort. Um, but uh, bless yeah. you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, oh, sorry, Apple. Um, Tim. Yeah, Cook. yeah. He so apples pair well with cheddar. Um, sometimes, <laughs> uh, uh, you no, know, no. somebody was telling me, not me. Um, actually, it was so Sebastian. Um, was talking about the apple pie. Uh, that he was eating at work. He was talking about the apple pie that he was eating, not at work, but at home. And someone at his work suggested that he leave the apple pie cold and put a slice of sharp cheddar cheese atop it. Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah. Um, this, cheddar and apple are a classic combination. However, th- that... <sighs> What I've heard more of is there's this, my mom used to make this thing, which I don't know how popular this is outside of my mother, uh, but uh, it, it's called Down Under Apple Pie. Again, also don't know if it has anything to do with Australia, um, <laughs> but uh, it is uh, an apple pie with uh, cheddar cheese as the top crust and you bake it. Um, what? Yeah. That actually doesn't sound terrible. That I would enjoy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. Did it's, you not like it? It's interesting. I think that there are probably better versions of it that could be made than the one that my mom makes. Unfortunately, uh, all all of all of her pies uh, end up having a very liquidy. Uh, uh, oh no! Bottom, a soggy bottom situation. Um, as it as it is said. Um, so you know. Also, you could probably use better cheddar than uh, she's using better like the, cheddar the pre-shredded uh you know bagged cheese that you get in the, right yeah. if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go all out you know what i mean i'm gonna make it the best kind of whoops the best kind of recipe i could yeah no i i mean because i like cheddar and apples like at, just as a as a snack it's good just a slice of cheddar cheese and yeah and absolutely um but uh yeah you you can b- basically just make an apple pie and put ch- cheddar cheese on top uh and it, it will theoretically go well together <laughs> in theory uh, in get... theory this would be delicious but i'm not sure for sure oh. yeah, it's my it's uh, impression science, of me science guy no that's like a <laughs> snooty science guy oh so me uh but uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I i don't know uh i, I you don't know if it's uh, something for everybody um although i haven't had just a slice of apple pie with a slice of cold cheese, uh, cold cheddar cheese on top of it. I don't know about that. That does not sound appealing. No, right? the, there was no step where she said, and then you put it under the broiler or she, that was it. That was all she said. No. Yeah. It was just, tr- she said, trust me, it'll change your life. What you're going to do is take a cold slice of apple pie and put a, uh, she, I think she's talking about sliced cheese. You know, it's like pre-made for sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You just put a sharp cheddar cheese slice on top. Change your life, man. Not on board with that. 
<laughs> I, I gotta say, despite the classic. <laughs> Neither pairing, was he. Neither was he. Yeah, I, it just doesn't doesn't seem like it would. Uh, I, w- I would want something that is like a, a little more integrated than that. Um, yeah, not just let's just slap these two together. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because she knows that he's not all that into like time, taking time, and so it's just you know how is how can I get him to try this? Well, if I tell him you have to slow roast it. Um, for half an hour and do this and do that, then it's like, he's probably not going to try it that way. But if it's just slap some cheddar cheese on top, then it's good to go. Um, maybe that's why. But normally you would do it in a more fanciful way. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. The shadow knows. Did you ever watch that movie? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. but I remember my grandma um, talking about that uh. movie. Well, that's she was, why I remember the shadow knows. She's probably talking about the radio show um, that the movie was based on, uh, I, I, which I have never heard, but just the, I've seen the movie with Alec Baldwin. It's a very weird movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's, that's just the thing where I'm just like, I can't, can't really visualize. <laughs> visualize what, grilled cheese. No, I just can't visualize what, what, what Tim Apple would, would eat. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other than I think you're right. Probably protein bars. Mm-hmm. Um, he he probably you know what that turkey probably has uh, funded the research to make a Jetsons food pill, and he's secretly out there smugly enjoying his life by starting his day with a pill like I wish I could, and gets to go on about his life and not have to think about food or preparation or any of that yeah. and then occasionally he has some you know fancy meal whenever he goes to a restaurant uh out of the pandemic and so there's still enjoyment but yeah i do have a feeling that he probably is just thinking about like caloric density and um i don't know protein windows and do you, stuff like that. Do you think the the glasses uh will have a have an AR option where it shows you the nutritional information that it estimates is inside of one of those uh pills or uh packaging uh for your your various nutritional exercise food products? I I think well I think that it would just do that for anything. So mm-hmm. it could, you know, estimate the um gram measurements of some blueberries and you could say, uh hey, you know who? How much sugar is in this? Then she would say, there are 15 grams of sugar in this thing. Why would you dare eat it? <laughs> I was really optimistic about the capabilities of it to say that. <laughs> you know, I'm really kind of upset because I read something this morning about oat milk. Mm. And it's um, it's uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? It is incredibly uh the glycemic impact is greater than that of table sugar and so it uh it's got it's maltose is made as a byproduct of the process and maltose has like a 16 um rating whereas so table sugar has a 10 out of 10 Maltose has a 16 out of 10 rating. And so it basically causes your blood sugar to rise way more 
than normal table sugar. And so the impact of it on your blood sugar is in smaller amounts greater than a larger amount of table sugar, meaning that even though it has no added sugar, because it's maltose, it will, uh, you can say, you know, only, you know, four grams of maltose, but four grams of maltose is the equivalent of X amount of um, normal table sugar. So the glycemic impact is greater in having a serving of oat milk in your cereal than drinking a can of classic Coca-Cola. Wow. Hard to imagine that the milk made from carbohydrates is is not really great if you want to cut out sugar. (laughs) I just, there's no good milk. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I I don't know. It's just everything in moderation, man. Uh, just like if you if you want to have if you want to have like large quantities of milk, then I don't know what's going on in your life. Ugh, uh, yeah. But the I don't trust anybody that drinks a glass of milk. I'm sorry. Mm. Well, if you just if you just smack down a two percent one percent skim milk, just pour that bad boy in a glass and drink it down. I'm sorry. I I can't trust you. Yeah. Well. Uh, also. Milk itself is full of sugar because lactose is anyway. It's full of sugar. Uh, everything's full of sugar, but uh, it's just you know moderate moderation. You know, uh, Jason mainly hates oat milk because uh, the like s- second ingredient is like canola oil usually. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, why would you? Why would you drink something you have to put vegetable oil in? And it's like, I, I don't know, man. Um, like this doesn't oats don't necessarily have like fat in it of a sufficient quantity to make it like milk uh, but uh you know it's, it's one of those substitutes where people people just do what they got to do uh the uh the the preferred nut milk in this household um which that's a sentence yes um uh-huh. but the preferred nut milk in this household is uh there is a uh hazelnut milk um that only a few uh like health stores will even carry because i guess people just don't milk as many hazelnuts as they do everything else (laughs) but the uh johnny when's the last time you milked the hazelnuts yeah they're they're out there screaming because they need to be milked yeah it's just uh you know you don't want your your hazelnuts to have blue balls i guess or something but uh the wow <laughs> the hazelnuts. Uh, he said that the hazelnuts are just not uh, widely available, but they're they're uh, it's fine. Um, I don't have any particular inclination to that or anything else. I think one of the reasons why people like oat milk so much is because you can do all the fancy foaming, whatever cappuccino oh. latte things like barista style, whatever's uh, that you can't do with most of the nut milks. Um, uh, and I don't really like almond milk at all. Uh, it has a I don't know if you ever like had uh, almond milk uh, in something from a uh, 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 just like a coffee shop pre-pandemic, but um, the sometimes the milk would kind of like curdle with the acid, yep. and you get like those little yep. gritty bits on the bottom. Yep. That's why I don't like almond milk. That's exactly why I don't like the like carrageen and or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't like almond milk for that reason too. And it it all the the globby globular part tastes different too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Globular. I, I don't really, I don't really want curds um to form uh in anything, but like, no way. <laughs> almond almond milk by itself, uh, unless it's cheddar cheese. Uh, but almond milk by itself is is fine. Like, you know, if you're having like granola or something. But it, just the the lack of versatility, um, I think is the the downside. Yeah, can't we get this almond milk to be more versatile? Good mm-hmm. God! Yeah, I want ah. my nut milks to be more versatile in general. <laughs> I think we all do. Um, and, and uh, you know, post-pandemic, when everyone's vaccinated, we'll have the most versatile nut milks that you've ever seen. That's um, true. Yeah. We're going all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really what, know where to go from here. We should yeah. probably just wrap it up. <laughs> I do wonder what nut milk uh, Tim Cook drinks, though. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I don't even know if he would have... Do you think he just has, like, a calcium supplement and water? That might, yeah, that actually might be the case. Because I'm also thinking, because wouldn't that, that's like a, that's a worthwhile question if you are dating um, to ask somebody, what's your, what's your nut milk? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. just so you can make sure you're compatible. Because like, what if you've got one hazelnutter and, and your other one is an almond, almondine and then what are you going to do? You're going to have hazelnut and almond in the same household? And what if you accidentally make their latte with almond and they're a hazelnutter? It's just, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah, I, I got to say, though, one thing that really smooths this all out is if you like your coffee black, um, because... That's so true. Yeah, this is very true. Then you don't have a problem. Huh? <laughs> because, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't care for putting anything in my coffee. Yeah, I will leave it black. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens to be that that is a positive thing for um, not having to worry about milking milking the coffee. Yes, we we do not have to milk the coffee. It's a, it's a good observation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Is is. Uh, we didn't we didn't talk about some of the rumors so we did the Apple TV remote um I thought about you with the rumors of a new newly redesigned Apple TV remote one of the things that was interesting was they seemed to have gotten it wrong um where there was a remote that they saw kind of in um in documents and it ended up being the remote that Apple worked with uh other people to design for um i can't remember what it was for specifically but it's like a swiss or french telecom whatever remote thing that one yes yes that one and so people thought that that was going to be the next uh apple tv remote and then that it does not seem to be which as soon as i saw a tv guide button on there i immediately thought that's not an apple remote there's no way that's an apple remote uh but Apparently, there is a redesigned Apple remote in the works, and I'm curious. Um, I'm, I'm curious what that's going to end up looking like. But yeah, I, I, there may be three people in the world who I have not, uh, who who do not complain about the Apple TV remote or the Siri remote, and everybody else is like, "Why is it like this? I don't understand why it's like this." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and. I'd say that was probably one of the more frustrating things. Uh, the only time I was on upgrade, um, the uh, Relay FM 
podcast uh, with with uh, Mike Hurley and Jason Snell. Uh, I was invited on to talk about the fourth generation Apple TV when it just came out. And uh, I, I was unhappy with the remote. And I said that I did not like the design of it. Uh, and it apparently went over very poorly with their audience. Uh, and I received for a few weeks afterwards uh, uh, several negative comments about how I was using the remote incorrectly or how I <laughs> did not uh, understand the genius that is Apple and that uh, what would I prefer, a D-pad? Like, <laughs> th- those feel so cheap. And it's like, I, I, you know, you guys, I don't know what to do with you. Um, I, I'm sure you get more frequent feedback than I have ever gotten about any of this stuff. But uh, sometimes people would love to reach out to you to tell you that uh, they think they know something better. But then, uh, you know, time passed and uh, everybody else decided, hey, you know what? This remote sucks, too. Uh, and uh, I think that oh, that's... so you're a little salty, I think. Yeah. I, 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 Reasonably I, so. I, I hated this thing first. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it is it is just a bad remote. And I don't have any faith that apple is going to make a good remote um they'll make something probably that is less bad but i i am uh, relatively certain that there are going to be other compromises i don't think that they are i don't think they have it in them to make something that's going to sit comfortably in someone's hand um at this point despite that being one of the uh primary um complaints about having a little metal and glass slur uh but uh you know i'm just mainly interested to see what could possibly be the control scheme on this thing because uh that has been i think probably the the biggest problem um was just the insistence on using that touchpad uh because it was it was always a bad design um and uh if they keep that that's going to be shocking to me um but uh, if they discard it and they go with something that's a little more tactile uh I would be interested, but I, I just I, I I don't know what other trade offs it's going to have if you do that because they put so much effort into TVOS into it being a certain way um, because of that stupid thing, like the parallax tiles. Oh the, God! Remember remember when Apple TV fourth generation came out and everybody was just like, oh, well, we got to make parallax tiles, and when mm-hmm. you hover over the the icon <laughs> and you so like silly. pivot it back and forth, you can see like things sliding around back and forth, and it's just like no one fucking cares. No one, right. no one, no one ever wanted that. Like, there are so many things that get released in Apple products. There's just like we have demoed something, and it's just like okay, you demoed it, but like, what is it? What's what the is point? It, what's the point? Yeah, what, what does it? What does it mean to anyone like out in the world? Uh, and the the answer is usually it doesn't mean anything to anybody out in the world. It, but it demonstrated it well. only means something to us internally. Yeah, somebody was very proud of their little parallax tiles. Yeah, yeah, and you know. Who knows? So I'm not optimistic, um, but, uh, you know, if they release something, it'll be interesting um, just because they have done nothing. Uh, and uh, there have been rumors for a long time that they were going to have a new one. Um, so, you know, shit or get off the pot, I guess. But uh, that's, that's <laughs> that where, is what they say. So where we are these days. <laughs> yep. Um, speaking of. <laughs> I made the incredible decision to invest in a bidet. <laughs> this was really actually connected to the previous topic. Yes. I thought that was going to be some other pivot. <laughs> no, and it is arguably one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself uh, in life. And I'm not, I'm not going to go into any incredible detail about why, but... What I will say is that um, 
Um, what will I say? <laughs> well, you could, you'd start with the brand, maybe something safe yeah, like that. I well, I will go there. I just will say that this was not a, a purchase I made simply because I was feeling bougie, um, but because of reasons, I uh, needed to look at a new way of of cleansing. We'll go with that. And so I. Um, well, I wanted to see if that would help mitigate some of uh, the concerns. And so anyway, I uh, looked on the wire cutter and the recommendation that they had was a pretty expensive device, like $800. And I thought, I don't know if I'm willing to make that kind of investment. Um, so but I just kind of kept it. It's the top rated one on the wire cutter. It has to be the best. Right. And so I thought, I don't know if I'm willing to make that investment, but I, I sort of kept it in the back of my mind and every once in a while would look uh, look for um, you know how it was doing, whether it was available, et cetera, et cetera. And they had a 50% off deal at uh, Walmart. And so I thought, okay, yeah, I can do that. Um, this is the friggin' future. This thing has a heated seat so when you sit down on it, the actual part that you sit down on is heated. Um, it has, and this is this is low tech, but I really like the fact that when you close the lid, it closes slowly. So as it starts to come down, it like catches and then it closes slowly. Mm -hmm. um, it has, of course, the remote that you use to control the contraption. It has a built-in deodorizer. Um, I don't know if it's using some sort of... Um, some I don't I don't know how the deodorizer work. I'll, works. I'll be honest with you, uh, but I think it's some sort of cartridge that you end up replacing. It has a built-in water filter too, so that the water that is used to cleanse you is is fresh. And then it also has a blow dryer for your backside. So after you're done cleansing yourself, you can turn on the little dryer and it just. Um, and it's. Uh, it is uh what is there there's another word that I want to use, but I can't think of it. Um in any case, I was really blown away by um the <laughs> blown away <laughs> mm. uh by the difference something like that can make and that it uh th that it actually works as it's supposed to, um, and that it is not just all kind of like frou frou um highfalutin you know fancy schmancy stuff but that there's actual practicality to it um so yeah that's like the most high-tech purchase i've made in a while and i'm so happy that i i did because it's just there are things in our lives that we have to do by by nature of what we are these flesh bags and i think that it's worth sometimes considering making some of those experiences um more or or less less uh grueling or less um grueling is not even the right word but make them more comfortable that's the word i'm looking for mm -hmm. uh and so yeah i don't know in invest in you sometimes treat yourself <laughs> uh pamper yourself um so yeah okay i i am i am a, a bidet skeptic uh because i've never i've never used one even at a uh like a hotel environment or something where where one is um i i just i don't want to touch any of the buttons or do any of the things um just 
kind of terrifies me. Uh, so uh, I have I've, I've never never partaken. Um, but uh, I'm glad that you are enjoying the experience so much, <laughs> and that it has uh, uh, made something a little less uh, uh, taxing in your life, uh, or a little you know just nicer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's my that's my tech uh, contribution for this episode. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, well, let's wrap it up there because uh, I'm wiped. <laughs> uh, Gross. <laughs> <laughs>